Silence, please. Welcome to MIA, Mixed in America. I am your host, Damian Dorn, a.k.a. Mr. Green Bay. This is the show where you go to hear truth, facts, and experience from black to white, exposing the gray area behind the stereotypes of America. last episode we talked about cornbread and potato salad in today's podcast uh, we discuss the struggles of raising multicultural children or being raised multicultural all right all right what's up y'all welcome back to mixed in america this is your host mr green bay aka damian dorn and uh i'm super excited about this particular episode um, I actually have a, a guest on with us today and I've witnessed her grind and I witnessed her hustle and I recognized and I reached out and made a connection and um, I asked her if she wanted to be on the show today. If she's ever done a podcast. So she said, yeah, she would. And no, she hasn't. So I'm so glad to have her. Miss April Abib, please go ahead and say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing today? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from. I mean, we know you're from Green Bay. So tell us about your background, your nationality, if you will, and how it was like for you being raised multicultural in the town of Green Bay, Wisconsin. So for me, um, it's kind of weird, I guess I would say, because um, I never really fit in. I feel like on both sides, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm my mother's from Chile, so I'm Hispanic. And my dad, he's black. So growing up in Green Bay for me was when I was growing up, mostly you saw what in school was just white. And then I think I feel like me and there was other, you know, kids that were just migrating to Green Bay. So I feel like I was one of the first kind of multicultural you know, ones growing up here in Green Bay. I'm not going to ask you how old you are because we all know that's true. But um, when were you born? (laughs) Hey, so I was born in 1993. For you growing up here, when did you recognize that there wasn't many of you, so to speak? Like, when did you realize, like, when did you start sticking out? When did people start treating you differently? Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, so for me, um, I I always kind of got along with everybody. It didn't matter what race you were. Um, I, you know, I'm my my mom's side you know it, she was had the spanish and black kids and my auntie she had asian and hispanic kids okay so i always kind of got along with everybody sure. um it didn't matter to me you know if you were white you know i did know about racism i did um i was aware um my dad did make that something that um you know we had to be aware of sure. yes basically um i had you know times where i grew up and i had you know, girls like pull on my hair in, in school. This was like elementary. Sure. Um, and be like, well, what are you? Are you Puerto Rican or are you um, always asking me what, what my mm-hmm. ethnicity was? And for me, it was just like, well, I'm Hispanic and black. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older, I started really wanting to like dive into more of where my black came from. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was in school, I was always more aware, I feel like, of where we came from. Because, you know, it was always, oh, you're from Africa. You know, your ancestors are from Africa. But it never said where from Africa. Africa is a whole continent. It's not... um, Country. 
a country exactly so where what part of africa were we from right you know and i just felt like that was never really discussed by anybody in your family or just school just school okay did did people discuss it in your family yeah we did discuss it in my family and um that goes to the part back where um on my black side you know um my father he's cherokee blackfoot indian dope so you know we go into that deeper part of black people who had came from and um you know you get a lot of different answers and for me it was just like okay were we brought over from africa or were we already here right because there were some that were already here right and all over the country yeah. Before the transatlantic pan uh pan transatlantic slave trade or whatever. Right, exactly. So um yeah, I started digging into that a little bit more deeper and So how old were you when you started digging in? Um, I wanna say I was probably I wanna say I was like probably around seventeen. Obviously you're a woman, I'm a man, so um the mixed in America experience is gonna be different for us both. Did you experience any not white enough or black enough in your case was there racism from your own so to speak or did you first recognize or witness or experience it from um and a different race so um for me it was kind of it, it was the spanish cult it was the spanish so i had some spanish friends in school one of the, my spanish friends was racist i have been told by other people of color you know saying that one can't be racist. It would, it would be prejudiced. Right. But for me, you know, I'm both. So it was this thing going on in school where they were like, well, basically Mexicans are better than blacks. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. How and why? Why are you saying Absolutely. that? First of all, you're and not going to go against. who gives you the judge? And- right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and my thing was, um, hold on. I'm black, too. You know, you must have not know, but I'm, I'm black, too. Could you speak? I assume I'm sorry for assuming, but you speak Spanish. So it's funny you ask me that, because actually, when I was younger, I did speak Spanish. OK, so my mom spoke Spanish to me in the home, but it wasn't around till I went to school. When I started school as a preschool um, that I realized that I was speaking a Spanglish. different language. Like Spanglish? Um, yeah. Yeah, basically Spanglish. Gotcha. There were some things I didn't say in English. Did this Latino friend that was racist, did they make reference to that because they knew you were Latino? No, I don't think she even knew. She didn't know you're black. She didn't know you're Latino. I think she just knew I was Latino and that was it. Was that difficult when you heard that from one of your friends? And then how did you deal with it and move forward? Yeah, it was was difficult um, because... We ended up getting in a fight, actually. <laughs> was that your first fight? Um, Be honest. I'm trying to see. Let me think. I think it was one of my first okay, fights. Yeah. Okay. And, um, Standing up for yourself. Yeah, definitely was. I swear. Um, so it was more like me back talking to the girl and she didn't like it. Yeah. Because oh, you well. had a different opinion. Right. Because you've seen two different sides of your life and you're like, whoa. That doesn't make sense to me. Why are you like that? Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. So obviously it was something that she was taught. Sure. You know, you could tell that it was something that she had heard from probably her parents or, you know, something like that. Because why are you who what makes you think that you're better than the next? Right. You're not right. If you're a fashion model, fashion designer, artist or a small business and you're looking to showcase your skills, talents or services, 
reach out to April Abib and let Adamore Entertainment handle all your services needs. And and I, and I think that does come from um, uh, upbringing, right? Because I don't know in in my in my times, like in let's say Chicago, when I was being raised in Chicago, mom had to work. You know what I'm saying? Dad dad had to work, so there was a time where I was with a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that babysitter it wasn't just me. <laughs> you know, she had other kids that she was babysitting. And um, they weren't all black or they weren't all white. They, you know what I mean? She was Puerto Rican and Polish mm-hmm. for Christ's sake. You know, so um, I grew up with like diversity in my life. Right. Like in my home life. Same. You know? Yeah. So when I got old enough to experience the outside prejudices and racisms and all those other isms, it really kind of didn't sit right with me. And I really decided at an early age that I was going to just be my own man. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that as a woman? Um, I feel like I've always felt like that, um, even as a child. Okay. So, um, I never really, I never, never like really didn't fit in. Mm -hmm. I was kind of fit in, but I always stood out. Okay. Um, I never wanted to. So you were willing to participate in what everybody else was participating in, but you did it your own way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fact. Yeah. Fact. Did you recognize people jealous? Did you recognize jealousy, hatred? Did you rec- je- uh, recognize like good friends? Like, did people cling to you? Like, oh my gosh, she's great. Let me be her friend. Or was it more like, mm, she's great? It was kind of, it was a little bit of both. I know I'm being petty. I would say it was a little bit of both. Okay. You know, um, just being real, it was, it was probably, you know, would you say 60, 40, 50, 50? Was it more, was, let me ask, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you in a different way. Did you recognize people liking you more when you stood out? Or did you recognize people not liking you more when you stood out? How about that? Because we definitely stood out, especially in Green Bay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I say probably not liking me. Not liking me yeah. was more than liking you. Yeah. So did you feel like you had to prove yourself more often? Did not? Uh, no, I never tried to prove myself. So you myself. never wanted that? No. So you were like, I'm not with the proving myself. Y'all don't like me. Y'all just don't yeah, like me. Yeah, it was me. just kind of like that. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. And then did you have those friends that would act different around other friends? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's <laughs> definitely, most definitely felt that. And was, um, it, was it what, and I hate to be racist and petty, I'm telling you, but we got to get down to the gray areas of America. For me, right? to be honest, uh, for me, it would it would have been more... You know what? It was a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. I had a little bit of both because um, I had some girls that were friends that were white girls. And then all of a sudden they switch up around me when they get around the white friends. Mm. And then I'd have the same thing with some of my black friends mm-hmm. and they switch up me around the black friends. Did you, from a school perspective, recognize any difference in treatment from like teachers and faculty members and um, anything like that? Or was it pretty smooth sailing for you? Um, for me in school, it was pretty, it was pretty smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my teachers liked me. Sure. Um, it probably wasn't until my own middle school that I had problems with some of my teachers. Okay. Um, and what, and what, what did you start recognizing in middle school? Just, you know, you could kind of tell with teachers, they kind of, how they would treat certain other, you know, kids. You could tell like, you know, someone was up with them because mm-hmm. they were more nicer to the Right. You know, and that's prevalent and that happens mm-hmm. to still to this day, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy that we have a, we have almost a, 
a 13-year uh, school gap mm-hmm. between you and I. I went to school here. You went to school here. And middle school was when I started here. And middle school was really, like, the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I fought more in eighth grade than I did any other time in my life. Like, eighth grade and that summer of eighth grade to ninth grade was probably my roughest year. I ended up in Lincoln Hills at 13. So let me ask you, you have children? Yes, I do. How many children? I have three beautiful children. Three beautiful children. Mm-hmm. Boys, girls? Uh, a girl and two boys. A girl and two boys. Are you done? Um, I'm going to let God decide that for me. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. What the boy and two girl, or girl and two boys. So what's the girl's name? Uh, my daughter's name is Aaliyah. And then I have Azario and then Adi. Dope. Thank you. Dope. And um, I assume they're multicultural as well? Yeah. All right. Awesome. And... Are you having any challenges um, in raising your multicultural children in this world today? Like how old? Um, you said your oldest is how old? Uh, my oldest is 11. She'll be 12. So almost 12, mm-hmm. right? So it's a little challenging. My, old, my, my boy is 12, going to be 13 in January. And he's experiencing, you know, some of those stereotypes that we get around that age. Yeah. Is your daughter experiencing some of that? Um, yeah, she is. Um, she has said a few things. She just started middle school, actually. So um, she was telling me that um, she was noticing that her teacher and also one of the supervisors at the school that, what do you call it? The associate principal. Okay. Was um, being more favoritism towards the white students mm-hmm. versus the black kids. And um, she said that, you know, one of the kids were acting up in class and she didn't say anything to them. And then as soon as it was she something, said something, she said something to that kid and uh, sent him to the office and everything. Wow. So she, it wasn't her necessarily, no. but she's recognizing the difference right. in other students. So mm-hmm. she's very empathic. She's really got that, yeah, that she empathy is. bone. Mm-hmm. So another thing she was telling me is that, um, like she'll single out the, the class more mm-hmm. and, um, they were working. And it was like, well, it was like one person at her table that was acting up so she was like oh well, all you guys are gonna stay after class and i had remember i had told her like well she don't want no problems with me because i don't have to want to go up to this school sure and you know and, and i will do that and i will exactly and so i will do that and and yeah i got a little loud right there but i will do that mm-hmm. um how do you how do you culture through that how do you culture through the racism that she's experiencing and witnessing like you can't sugarcoat it you can't lie to her and say it's not what it is well, no, I don't sugarcoat so, so it. So, how, how do you how do you help her coach? How do you coach her through the racism that she's faced or that she's experiencing or witnessing? Well, I do talk to her about it. Um, I do let her know, um, you know what what history has been and what is continuing to be. Um, I did tell her, you know, there is racist to this day. So, you know, just basically, you gotta kind of like I don't want to say deal with it, but um recognize that it's there right you know i want you to her to know that it's there right you, you can't know? be oblivious to it yeah um because it exists you know Fact. and um i feel like you know for me i can kind of i can already tell i'm i'm very much an empath you know i'm very much i'm well i'm also an energy healer so sure. i can feel if you're being fake if you're you know if you don't like me and i had just put a post on i seen a post today on facebook and um Somebody shared and it was like resonated with me. So I posted it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it was basically that, you know, I know I can just tell. So. Absolutely. So you tell her to basically feel out those vibes, yeah. be aware of those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, if they take it to another level, you know, then, you know, 
I come from a rough life and mm. my son's had it rough. Uh, we've been homeless. You know, we've been, we slept in Walmart. We squatted in a duplex uh, for a week and a half um, when nobody lived there. So we've literally been through a gutter and back. So I don't hide anything from my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, have your kids witnessed some things that you kind of had to explain away as like, you know, ignorance or something like that? Do you find that a problem or? So, yeah, I mean, my, I don't really sugarcoat too much because I know like my kids are going to grow up and be grown ups anyway. One of these days, um, I do try to keep it, you know, um, you know, basically like PG-13 or sure. something like that. I don't really allow too many people to come around mm-hmm. me and my kids unless they're family, mm-hmm. um, just because I don't trust people that much. Um, it's, you know, you just never know. You never know. You just never know. So, um yeah, as far as talking with my kids, you know, that's something that I considered a big thing to do is to make sure I'm communicating with them. Sure. Um, I don't ever want my kids to feel scared or ashamed to come and to ask me something right. or tell me anything. So right. I always try to keep it um, real with them. Absolutely. You know, um, I do let them know what what's going on in this world, you know, because there's a lot of things going on in this world. There is a lot of things going on. And if if you're not telling them as a parent, I feel like who's going to tell them? Right. Because the schools are not, they're not going to do that. No, they're not. They have an agenda. Exactly. They have an agenda mm-hmm. and we, we're not working. That's another topic. What would you say if, if, if you knew the whole population was listening to you in Green Bay and you wanted to help bridge the gap or solve the problem, be a part of the solution of the racial divide or any of those isms that we talked about, what would you say? Like, like, where do you, where do you think we need to put our focus at to curb this idiotic racism banter that has been a narrative for so long? We're all God's children at the end of the day. So whether you are light skin, mediums, color skin, dark skin, so like that's how I identify. I'm a black woman. Right. You know. That's all. Oh, so you self-identify black. Yeah, I do. Dope. Mm-hmm. I do identify as black, even though I'm. You know, I have Hispanic yeah. blood in me, but I was. I feel like once you this, you're black. You're that's sp- interesting. So that's interesting. So at what age did you self-recognize black? Um, I want to say I was probably around ten. Really. Ten. And and was there anything that you remember that made you go one way or the other? Like, was it like your racist Latino friends that kind of pushed you more black or was it well, just I mean, the I culture? St- I still identify as Latino. Sure. I mean, Latina, but I, um, but I'm, predominantly I'm, you say I'm, I'm a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, again, April, thank you so much for being a part of Mix in America. I definitely appreciate your input and, uh, your, thank you for sharing a part of your story. And um, I look forward to having you back on the show. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Life is not so black and white, and there is too much gray area not to talk about it. Thank you for listening. Look forward to having you back next time as we discuss truth, facts, and experience 
exposing the gray areas and stereotypes behind America herself. So those are some of the struggles raising multicultural children, in my opinion, in this in this country of America, is that there is that divide still, and it comes from close to the child. And I, I hope that this podcast will allow us to... Uh, put some exposure on some of that because some of us are still dealing with it more than others.